it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. Hey everyone, it's Brandy. I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I absolutely enjoy bringing this awesome content to you. Look, beauty professionals, this show is for you. And I want to make sure we can continue to bring our awesome guests and awesome information to help empower the beauty community all over the world. You can help by doing your part in making a small donation. You can check our link in the show notes and donate right on Anchor, or we'll have another link available for you to do so. Thank you so much for supporting. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you're sharing it as well. As always, stay great. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am super excited to share today's episode with you per the huge. I had a phenomenal conversation with Joni Rogers Conte, the founder and CEO of Synergence, a billion dollar network marketing company. And guys, I was so honored to have Joni on the show She was so humble and kind and willing to share and just open. And I really love that about Joni. She has such a great spirit and an awesome story. And you know, this is Women's History Month and she's definitely making history with the awesome things that she's doing with her company, Synergence. I learned a lot from her as you will too. Please share this with someone who you think would love to hear this or be inspired by this show. So let's spread the word. Let's get it out there. Please make sure you share. But here is a little bit of Joni's bio. Considered to be an industry titan, Joni Rogers Conte is the founder and CEO of Synergence, a billion dollar network marketing company and global leader in luxury cosmetics with a mission to empower women. While juggling the responsibilities of single motherhood, Joni developed a business plan and set out to make her dream of an innovative cosmetic company a reality. In 1999, she founded Synergence, and the company has since become a globally recognized leader in the industry. To Joni, the commitment to high-quality products that bring value to consumers and their communities is just as important as a flourishing business. Named Orange County's largest woman-owned business for two years in a row, Joni is the driving force behind the company's vision, overseeing new product development and marketing, as well as establishing distributor training programs. This was a phenomenal interview, guys. Joni is definitely making history, and because she is a woman making history and it is Women's History Month, I want to share her company's mission statement with you. Choose to live life in love and abundance, and then work for it, as only Joni can say it, and she breaks that down in the interview as well. I hope you enjoy it. Please share it, and here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandi Taylor. We have an awesome guest today, Joni Rogers-Conte. Welcome, Joni. Thank you for having me, Brandi. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for being on. So, Joni, before we get into all the awesome things you're doing in your business, Tell us something about yourself that most people would not know. I am a farm girl. In Uh fact, I'm here right now uh, on our ranch in Oklahoma, and I just drove up in this 58 Chevy truck, and it's my favorite truck. 
Awesome. Awesome. So do you have farm animals and everything? Well, we did. We had some chickens, but the chicken coop burnt down. Oh. We do have some swans and ducks in the pond and uh, we don't yet have a barn. We have to build a barn. But when we build the barn, you can bet we're going to have all the farm animals. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. I really appreciate it. So I want you to tell us something about your, you know, how you got into your business, because I think it's interesting um, that you you not only decided to create like a cosmetic company, you wanted to create an opportunity for other women. So share a little bit of your story and how you got started in your business. Okay. Well, I, I, in my teens and early twenties, I, I had the privilege of working with my father in a drugstore and helping him expand a drugstore. So through that, the exposure to, you know, the presidents, vice presidents, founders of other companies like Plaring, uh, Sharing Plow and Colgate Palmolive and Me Johnson, I just really knew as a woman, a young woman, I did not want to devote that amount of time into a career that would take me away from my family. So I sought other solutions and a part of the, my uh, solution was found by leaving that career, resigning and joining Mary Kay Cosmetics. And Mary Kay Ash exposed me to the world of direct sales and the flexibility that it offered women who wanted to raise a family. And that was my ultimate goal. Awesome. Awesome. I think that's absolutely great. Um, and I looked at your story and I, and it does remind me a lot of Mary Kay. So I'm glad that you were able to mention her and that she gave you your, your inspiration behind what you're doing. She was definitely a great lady and uh, a great humanitarian. Yes, for sure. For sure. Now, how did you decide to, to start off with a cosmetic line and why did you start with lips? Like, cause you started off with, you know, lip products first. So why the lips? Um, it was the easiest product to make. <laughs> and I started off with cosmetics because even in my previous career as, you know, working in the, the drug chain, I was always drawn to the cosmetic departments. So, you know, I'm a girl. I like cosmetics. And I chose a cosmetic direct selling company to join. And I've just always been about cosmetics. Mm -hmm. And when, when you think of starting a company, period, it sounds like something that's hard to do, let alone starting a direct sales company. So can you share a little bit of the process? Like, what was that like getting started, doing the research, trying to get your company together? First, I have to say that as I was thinking through what I really wanted to do, I made a physical decision to do what I was innately good at, which was being a woman supporting and utilizing stuff women like and working in a woman's world. I mean, I was good at those kind of things because that's who I am. So I decided and had already learned that to go against my nature, like in the drugstore chain, was not a happy way to go. It wasn't going to be smooth. I wasn't going to be satisfied and I probably wouldn't be able to do my best. So I decided, I just narrowed it down and said, I'm going to work in a woman's world. I'm going to work in cosmetics because that's what I love to do. And I'm going to create a company that would offer flexibility where that my girlfriends and I, the women who jumped on board, all of like minds could uh, work together in a way that would allow us still individually to chart our own course. 
but our efforts together would help build this overall bigger picture, which was Senegens. Okay, and what was the process like of getting started? Okay, it was very archaic. In those days, uh, computers were hard to find. They were not mass produced. So I went to a library and I checked out books on uh, how to write a business plan. I used the library uh, computers, which were also very archaic, to research different manufacturing and different departments and that kind of thing. And it really did take me about five years to write a business plan uh, for Senegens. Did you doubt that you would be able to start this company or do it? You know, going through the process of five years, reading all the books, what was that like? Well, doubt was always a part of it at that time. But to be honest, Brandy, I had nothing to lose. I was living with a girlfriend who was supporting myself and my son as a single mother. And I worked weekends on a deli so that we could have groceries. And um, I, I, you know, I thought about getting other jobs. I know that I interviewed for other jobs and I was either underqualified because I did not have a college degree or I was overqualified based upon my previous experiences. And I just really thought the only way that I was truly going to be able to chart my own course and build something that I could leave my son because he had no one else other than me was to forge ahead whatever amount of time that took and, uh, you know, uh, give it a shot. Was there any particular person that really helped you or pushed you forward along in your career? Well, my girlfriend, Carmen, who allowed me to stay in her house uh, was, of course, I, I don't know what I would have done without her support. Um, I would say my son was my driving force, not because he said anything, but because he simply existed. And therefore, I got up every single day. And plus, I had had, um, you know, in my younger years as a child, I had a very distinct, um, I had experiences that um, somehow gave me this innate understanding that one day I would create an effort that would reach around the world. And so I felt at this point in my life, uh, which was, I was in my thirties uh, by then and, you know, divorced, that this was the time to uh, seize the moment and make that happen. Yes, it sounds like it. And so can you share the path to really building it up? When you started out, once you got everything together, you know you were doing flips, what was that path like building up this company? Uh, well, it was certainly not predictable. And we did not start out the way that uh, was described in the business plan. I was supposed to go out and miraculously raise $3.4 million. Someone was supposed to just gift that to me based upon my writing. And so that I could pay to get the company started, that did not happen. So uh, the scientist who helped me put together the initial product line or product made some and um, owned the components that we could put that formula into. And so I just began to sell that uh, six colors and gloss and remover at uh, trade shows for businesswomen or women's trade shows. 
I thought that's the where the greatest amount of women with spendable income would be at any given time. So I'd go there on weekends, sell it, take the proceeds and turn it back into buying now new labels, tubes, caps, all that kind of thing, and make the next week's supply. And we just kept doing that over and over and over and over again, still to this day. Um, we do not have bank loans. We've always used our own generated funds to build our company. Wow, that's interesting. I actually was going to ask you that, like, did you receive any funding? Because you talked about when you wrote this business plan, you expected to get like a million dollar grant or something like that, but that didn't happen exactly. Yeah. You know, what they don't tell you in business that I have now learned over the past 22 years is that when you need money, it's not very easy to get. When you don't need the money, everybody wants to give you money. Right. Isn't that the truth? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. In our case. Yeah. So leading to my next question, like what has been, you've been an entrepreneur for so long. Um, You started in 1999 with the company. So what has been the biggest lesson that you've learned in your entrepreneurial journey? You know, I, and I learned that, I learned this lesson that I'm going to share in different ways as uh, I mature, um, uh, as a businesswoman, and that is to not follow other people's advice. I mean, you know, even Napoleon Hill says, I think it, someone's opinion is the cheapest form of commodity. And you have to understand that opinions are just that someone else's uh, assumption or idea based upon their own life experiences. It has nothing to do with your intention and your life experiences and what your passion and your drive is based upon. So I've learned uh, in different ways, but particularly in the beginning, I'm so grateful that I was stubborn enough to not allow other people's opinions to sway me. I just stayed the course. I was just going to see it through so that I would know 100% that I did everything I could to succeed um, before I had to fold up and go away. Now, the interesting thing is once we started, I never had to fold up and go away. But still through different uh, phases of our business life, the ebbs and flows of the, you know, the $100,000 day, uh, the half million dollar day, the million dollar day, the $5 million day, you know, all of those things brings about a different challenge. And for someone like me who has not a college education, who had no formal training in business whatsoever to speak of, and, um, uh, you know, I'm a girl who wanted to sell cosmetics good cosmetics that really worked. Um, You bring in professionals and you know what? A lot of the professionals and their assumptions are opinions. And so you've got to learn to count on yourself and your instincts and stay the course based upon where it is you want to go, accepting people's opinions and their advice, but not taking it as the holy grail from others just because they're willing to give it to you. You've got to rely upon yourself and your 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 instincts to move ahead. 
Thanks for sharing that, Joni, because especially as women, I feel like oftentimes we are swayed by other people's opinions and what people think of us and what other people say. And, and so it w- it's just empowering to know that you didn't allow that to deter you or to change what you were doing and you just stayed the course in your business. Well, you know, and honestly, I have to say that I have from time to time not been strong enough in that area, but I do eventually catch myself and course correct when I need to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, like the cosmetic industry has shifted so much, especially since you started. It's always shifting and changing. And you've been around so long. What do you think has contributed to your success thus far in business? Yeah, I don't care what anyone else is doing. (laughs) I don't really watch what the cosmetic companies, uh, me industry is doing this way or that way. Uh, You know, I think I think it comes down to the truth. And the truth is women want products that actually work. Working means uh, that they deliver more than the label says they will deliver, that when they're using them, their skin feels and looks amazing, not just instantly, but over time so that as we age we are aging beautifully we all age so there's nothing wrong with aging it's going to happen it's natural but let's do it beautifully and when you want put products on your face you want them to stay on there until you're ready for them to come off because after all you spent the time in the morning putting them there you did that for a reason so i think if you just look at it in a common sense uh frame of mind then you're going to have the products and be able to create and deliver the products that had huge uh, market appeal. Great. So is lipstick still your hero product? I know you've expanded the line now and you've added other products, but is lipstick still your hero product? Uh, Well, it's our premier product. It usually gets our foot in the door, but we actually sell more skincare than lip color. Really? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. And we have for years. Awesome. At what point did you expand the line? Immediately. I think we launched our lip color in 1999. And then I believe 2000, we launched the skincare. And then from 2001 and beyond, we have blended our skincare with our long lasting color patent and created the color line. And of course, in addition to that, we brought on new technologies to build around our skincare system. Interesting. Now, I didn't realize it, but I did some research and you actually invented like the long lasting products that we all love. Like everyone loves like lipstick that doesn't go anywhere, right? So was that a concept that you came up with or was it the scientists that you worked with? Well, it was, it was in my, it was in my business plan. I wanted products that would stay on until you took them off at night. Now I had no idea how to create that. So I had to find someone who would help me create that. And of course I did. And it's been a wonderful partnership ever since. Can you break down a little bit the business structure, like working for your company? Um, you know, cause some people have mis- misconceptions when it comes to Uh, you know, working with network marketing and things of that nature. So share a little bit of that with us. Well, first, we do have a corporate structure in that uh, we have over 300 employees who work at corporate or our subsidiaries around the United States and other countries. We're in 17 countries. 
Um, and, and that's, you know, the standard manufacturing, distribution, corporate, sales, marketing, HR, legal, you know, all that kind of thing. Our products, however, move to the end consumer through women just like me, moms, business women, independent contractors. We're independent contractors in our company. We're called distributors because we distribute Synergen's products to the end consumer. So the way our company works is we are a direct seller, cosmetic company. Corporate makes and distributes the product to independent contractors at wholesale. And these independent contractors, like me and you, we take these products and we sell it to our friends and neighbors, our community members for retail. The difference between the retail price and the wholesale price that we pay as distributors is our profit. It's kind of like if you think about, you know, a, I don't know if you have a 7-Eleven or, you know, come and go, whatever those little, they buy their products from a manufacturer distributor and it goes into their store. And then their little store, tiny little store sells it to an end consumer. And the difference is their profit. Well, we're individual business owners who run businesses out of our home. So we all have these little tiny stores and not some of them not so tiny. <laughs> and we sell it to the end consumer making profits. Now, not all direct selling companies are MLMs. And that's the word that kind of throws people. They're not quite sure. Well, aren't MLMs or multi-level marketing companies, aren't they pyramids? Not all direct selling companies are MLMs and not all networking companies are MLMs. MLMs mean multi-level marketing. In our company, that multi-level marketing portion applies to about 10% of our distributors. And those are the girls that when they're selling the product to the end consumer, the end consumer says, oh, I'm a nurse. I have a hospital full of nurses who would love to buy this product. I would love to sell this product. So our girl signs up the new nurse and <laughs> that new nurse now becomes a part of her multi-level, her first level marketing organization who also says, I go to this other hospital. I want to sell it over there. And then that nurse will sign up her girlfriend and that becomes a second level so now we've got multi-levels of marketing happening. In our company, you get overrides as that distributor. The company pays this distributor from its portion of the profit for the volumes, a small percentage of the volumes these other people are now selling to expand our market share. So it's kind of like in other companies, I guess they would call it a bonus or a uh, an override of some kind. That's what it is. And about 10% of our girls are involved in the multi-level marketing also. But all of them, 100% of them, sell to in consumers, earning the profits on uh, selling to in consumers. Well, thanks for sharing it because I know some people have misconceptions and they don't really understand the whole concept. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you sharing that for sure. I think that the negative connotation for MLMs probably came back in the 80s 
when there were all kinds of wild, crazy things going on, which of course the government clamped down on, rightly so. Uh, we are actually a self-governed uh, body of companies uh, who are members of the Direct Selling Association, um, uh, our lobbying group in Washington, DC. And we actually have incredibly stri strict standards to follow as it applies to uh, you know, the, the things that we uh, implement within our sales force. And of course, um, how the in consumers are treated uh, in accordance with the quality of product that we deliver to them and the services we deliver. Mm -hmm. So now with everything that's going on in the world, have you had to pivot? Um, are you focused more on online? Has the company as a whole had to pivot? Because, you know, um, oftentimes, you know, like you said, you're doing trade shows and events. And well, many people are doing events right now. Things are starting to open up a little bit, but some places are still closed down. So have you found that you had to pivot and people within the company had to pivot as well? Yeah, we have had to pivot. However, we were already pivoting. We felt so blessed uh, to have been as far along the process as we were because we have many apps online. We have uh, full processes and systems for our distributors to use to run their businesses online from their home. So we were already 100% connected. We found we were already connected from one office around the world to the next doing, uh, you know, meetings on Zoom or BlueJeans or any of the other tools uh, that we found most beneficial. So we were, we were already in that. What we did have, what we really pivoted on was our product line selection. We realized that we had the tools and the resources to provide hand sanitizers during that period of time when you could not find them. And so we jumped on it, we got third parties together and everybody pooled their resources and we were able to uh, very quickly um, uh, turn on our, uh, a, a new source for hand sanitizers and make it available to not only our distributors, our customers, but first responders, hospitals, uh, nursing homes, those kind of places. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome that you were able to, you know, provide that in a time of need, you know, going through what the, this country has been going through since 2020. So thanks for sharing that. I was just, you know, curious about that. So what has it been like raising your family, building this empire, having million dollar lips? Like share that with us. Oh, well, you know, my son has been a part of this journey, uh, my eldest son from the very beginning. And my husband and I met in year one of uh, opening the company. So uh, it has been a family effort. When my son, eldest son was not in school, he of course would join us on our trips. Uh, he knows uh, distributors as well as I do. And of course he's a part of the company. He is our chief experiential officer. My husband, uh, has been an integral uh, instrument in building the company uh, from the get-go. In fact, he's the first one who knew how to turn on a computer in the building. And when we discovered that, we never let him go. He built the first website. He did the accounting department. You know, he did our international currency. I mean, trust me, we wouldn't be here if it weren't for him. And, and then we had other excellent, excellent uh, employees jump on board who have been with us still today who are so much a part of, of what Cinegence has become and so deserve the credit for it. 
So it has been just a huge family effort. We have a 13-year-old son now. Uh, he's here with us at the ranch virtually schooling and uh, will continue to travel with us and build with us. And it's, uh, you know, it's amazing some of the things that come out of his mouth because he knows more than we think he does. And every now and then we'll say, you know, I've been listening. <laughs> so what a fantastic way to uh, offer um, uh, another type of education to him uh, just as he's growing up and developing. It's been a pleasure. Yes, I think that's awesome that you're able to, you know, educate your children and train them up in a family business. Mm -hmm. It has been fun. We get to play it together and work together. Awesome. So what are you excited about right now with Cinegens? Do you, are you developing new, new products? Is there new things coming out? What are you excited about? Um, I'm excited about being, you know, just a major direct selling company that that is going to continue to grow around the world. There's, you know, in today's world, technology is making so many more things we used to dream about possible. And uh, Synergens is part of that. Uh, we are part of bringing those kind of products and services to market. Um, just last week, we had our very first virtual reality photo shoot in a virtual reality uh, conference room with some of our top leaders from around the world. And it was, I mean, Brandy, you would be, it's like you and I sitting in the same room talking to each other, not just hearing each other, but it feels like we're touching shoulder to shoulder because we're actually in a three-dimensional way interacting and hugging each other. It, it actually feels like you're there with the person. So we're, we're very excited to, of course, bring that to our sales force um, and products um, that just have never been in the marketplace before. Great uh, affiliations with people who are extremely innovative. Um, we just are living in a very exciting time right now. And we know that Synergens is going to continue to deliver uh, more than we've ever even thought that we'd be able to deliver, you know, within... Uh, still the next 10 to 20 years. It's it's pretty amazing what's coming made available. What advice would you give someone who is looking to start their own company right now? Just be a dog on a bone. If you have an idea, uh, write it out. Of course, uh, you know, look at all the pros and cons. Don't take the cons as the reasons why you can't do something. Take the cons as those issues that are challenges to be overcome. And then don't let other people who have never done it before anyway, give you the advice or try to steer you away from finding ways to get it done. I want you to share your company principle. Uh, choose to live life in love and abundance and then work for it. I love that. What does that mean to you? I think every woman has a choice. We may choose how we're going to spend our life. And, and trust me, I don't say that lightly because I know what it's like to have things tough and things not go your way. But still, there's this underlying uh, decision that you get to make to change your life and to find a way to change your life so that you can better your life and better those of your children. Um, and 
if you stick to that commitment to find a way to choose to live life in love and abundance, you will ultimately find that way. It might take you five years. It might take 10. It might take 20. But if you don't give up, you'll be able to find it. And then you work for it. Once you get there, once you found it, you work your heart away to create that abundance and that love that you've chosen. Awesome. Thank you, Sharon. I read that and I absolutely loved it. And I was like, I have to ask her about that. Thanks so much for sharing. Well, Tony, it has been phenomenal having you on the podcast. So uh, what would you like everyone to know? Uh, do you have any anything else you want to share before we go? Um, just that, you know, I believe in every woman's ability to uh, become successful and to stand on her own two feet and provide for herself and her family, if that's what she's chosen to do. And I think that if uh, you have an open mind, then you'll be able to find that company and that product that you can represent that will, even if you only have an hour a week to start, you can start building towards creating another life for yourself and your children. Awesome. And one last question, Joni, how do you define success? Um, you know, I, ha I don't. You know, I, I really, I think success is, is elusive, of course. I don't, I don't think in terms of success and what is success and what isn't success. I think that people reach a level of maybe contentment or satisfaction uh, for what they have achieved or provided or accomplished. And I'm saying, I don't know because I, I'm not there. <laughs> so I can't say that. I could say, uh, you know, I could give you a textbook de definition of success, but that wouldn't be very honest with it. I think everybody has to define their own uh, level and uh, understanding of what success is. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Can you tell everybody how they can find your company online? Oh, sure. I'd love to. Thank you for asking. Lots of interviewed people, you know, that I've interviewed uh, haven't asked for that. If you're interested in our product line and learning more about our company or trying the products for free, go to senegents.com and click find a distributor. Or you can just click, um, I think it's uh, purchase now and look through the product line offering to learn more about the products that Synagents uh, makes available to ink consumers. Thank you, Brandy, so much for asking that and for having me on your show. It was lovely having this chance to talk to you. Likewise. Thank you so much for being on the show. Joni Rogers, Conte, everybody, Synagents, you can find her online. I'll have all of her information in the show notes. As always, stay great and we're out. Bye. Thank you, Brandy. Hey, it's Brandy Taylor, the business coach for beauty professionals. I help beauty pros amplify their business and take more action. I am super excited to share the Beauty Pro Mastermind with you, a group for serious beauty pros who want to find ways to continue to thrive in their business, a safe place for support, accountability, and education. This group is for beauty professionals who are ready for change in their business, understanding that commitment is required to achieve your goals. You know you need to make a move, but you're unclear and need an extra push. 
My mission is to empower beauty professionals and equip them to achieve their goals, bringing beauty and business together through support, education, and business resources. Register today for the Beauty Pro Mastermind at imbrandytaylor.com and just click on Beauty Pro Mastermind. I will also include the details in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in to the Business Beauty Network podcast. Please subscribe and support our podcast. Please share it. Share it with your friends and family. Also connect with us. We want to hear from you. Leave us comments. Let us know what you're enjoying about the podcast. Also email us at bbnetworkpodcast at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor and at Exquisite Looks. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Exquisite Looks. And you can check out my website at exquisitelooks.com. I really hope to hear from you and connect with you soon. Remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.